Hello, and welcome back to The Magic Mindset. We are going to jump right in and pick up right where we left off last week, and that is going back into the subject of dieting, of weight loss, of wanting to make changes to our physical appearance. And there was something I left out of the last episode that I definitely should have touched on, so that's what we're going to start with today, and that is defining what is a diet. And I want to be very clear, this is my opinion, right? If you search what is a diet, you're going to get a thousand different answers. If you ask 10 different people to define a diet to you, you will probably get 10 different answers. And they're all going to have similar variations, right? Many people are going to say, okay, it is keto, it is Weight Watchers, it is how we traditionally think about dieting. But you might get a more nuanced definition. And for me, My definition has kind of grown and shrunk and grown over the years, but right now I define it very simply as a diet is anything that has you eating under the guidelines of rules that are coming from outside of your body, right? Anything that is giving you rules that are not coming directly from yourself. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know my belief on highest self, right? And so you may have... If you've been at this work for a while, you may know that eating in certain fashions is serving your body. It is serving your highest self. It is serving your future self. And so you may give yourself rules. I do not consider that to be a diet when they are coming from you. However, if I am going to a program, a cleanse, a protocol, or a traditional diet and using their rules then of course, I am dieting. And where this gets sticky is we have so many things that say they are not diets that look a lot like diets. And again, there are many beliefs here, right? If you would have asked me this question three years ago, I would have given you a different answer. But where I am right now, after my experiences, after my lived experiences, after my learned experiences from coaching people through various programs, from working with a lot of people through, you know, different things, I define a diet now as following rules that are coming from outside of yourself. So it may not traditionally be labeled a diet, but if it's giving you guidelines and rules to, well, not guidelines, I'm sorry, if it's giving you rules to eat under, this is acceptable, this is not acceptable, that's a diet. I I don't care what way you paint it. I don't care how you market it. I don't care anything else. If it is telling you this is acceptable, this is not, that's a rule. And to me, that's a diet. So this gets sticky because there are some folks who claim that their lifestyle, you know, is not a diet, that is simply how they eat. However, if they are using that lifestyle as a means to restrict their caloric intake and to, you know, make sure that they are only eating certain foods, then yeah, that's absolutely a diet. And so this is like where we see things like orthorexia come up, where folks claim to be maybe paleo or only eating gluten-free, but they're doing so only to restrict certain things from their plate. Obviously, that is harmful for obvious reasons. But in this kind of weird wellness space, it's almost applauded in some ways, right? Like we look at these people like, oh, wow, they eat so clean and we want to emulate them and we want to be like them. And we forget that maybe some of the folks that we're emulating and some of the habits that we're saying, I want to try, they're not healthy and they're not coming from a good place. And so this is why this conversation needs to be stretched over the course of a couple podcasts because there is so much nuance here. And 
what makes it so complicated is on paper, we could have two different people doing the exact same thing, and one of them could be doing it from a healthy place where it is it is adding to their life, it is bringing them joy, it is bringing them value, it is in alignment with who they want to be, how they want to show up in the world, and they are treating their body kindly and with respect. And the other person could be doing the exact same behaviors and be treating themselves like shit, be belittling themselves, berating themselves, depriving themselves, restricting themselves, be punishing themselves into submission. And so if we are just looking solely at the actions, we may think this is quote unquote good. But when we dig a little deeper and look into the energy behind those actions, that's where it gets really, really sticky and What makes it even stickier and even more complicated is the only person who can truly know what's happening there is that person. It's ourselves, right? And so we are the only person who truly knows if what we are doing is in alignment with how we want to live our lives, with our highest self, with our intuition, with how we want to show up in the world. And so, again, I I just want to be very, very clear I'm probably going to use references here. I'm probably going to say things that I do, ways that I eat that are in alignment with how I want to treat my body. I am not saying they're what you should do. I am not saying they're what you should do. I am saying this is what works for me, and I want to empower you to experiment, to get curious with kindness, and see what works for you. I am in a period of my life of expansion. I am calling in what I want the next phase of my life to look like. And that next phase includes a lot more one-on-one work with women. I love coaching. I love helping people reach their potential. I love helping people see and recognize their potential. There is nothing in the world I want more than to help women feel amazing in their bodies, to help women recognize that they are pure magic and they can do, have, be whatever they want to be as long as they're willing to put in a little work for it, right? And so I relate finding our magic, finding our potential, finding our light The way I do that personally and the way I facilitate that professionally is how we interact with our physical beings, how we interact with our bodies, because it is my belief, and again, just my belief, I'm not saying this is doctrine or right or wrong, but it is what I believe, I believe that nobody is thriving, nobody is living at their potential if they are treating their physical being like shit. And how does that look, right? We all, all, when we think treating myself like shit, we automatically go to, I am eating a ton of junk food. I'm going to McDonald's five days a week. I'm smoking. I'm drinking a ton. I'm not moving. I'm being slothful. Yeah, that's absolutely treating yourself like shit. But guess what? There's another side to that spectrum. That could be eating so super rigid that absolutely not a bite of gluten is allowed. No sugar whatsoever. No dairy. No, no, no. No cheese. Nothing that is over or outside of the limits of your clean paleo diet. Nothing that is processed. Nothing that has any food dyes. Nothing with any GMOs or MSG, right? That could be eating like shit and treating your body like shit too. Doing excessive amounts of cardio, getting on your Peloton seven days a week and just sweating and sweating and sweating until you hit some caloric goal. That's treating yourself like shit too. Neither one of those people are thriving. The problem is we can look at one of those people and we can chastise them. We can judge them. We can say, oh, 
you know, of course, they're, 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 they're treating themselves like shit. But then we can look to the other person and we idolize them. We think, wow, look at them. They have so much discipline. They have so much structure. I wish I could be like that. When if we could get inside of their heads, we would go, oh my God, I don't want to be here. It's messy in here. It is mean in here. This feels horrible. And I say that from experience, right? I've been that person who has placed myself under rigid guidelines and who was the epitome of discipline and who, you know, pushed myself beyond my limits regularly at the gym just to expend a couple extra calories. Like, I know what that feels like. It feels just as bad as the opposite because I know what that feels like too. I know what it feels like to treat yourself like shit. My brother's joke, like, Back when I was, you know, in my early 20s, they wouldn't get into my car without there being combos or Chex Mix somewhere in there because I was just constantly eating and constantly snacking. I didn't know any different. So, you know, all that to say, I don't think anybody is thriving when we are not in a positive relationship with ourselves. If we are treating ourselves like shit, we are interacting with the world around us from a lens that is cloudy. If we are looking into the mirror and only seeing flaws, then how are we seeing the life around us? We're seeing the flaws, right? We're concentrating on the negative. Our brain is looking for reasons to find things not to like. If that is how we interact with ourselves, that is how we interact with everything else. And so I am so passionate about the way women eat, the way women move, the way women sleep, the way women talk to themselves, because I believe that correlates directly with everything else in their life. And when we learn how to nourish ourselves, how to find the good parts in us, how to speak to ourselves kindly, how to call our bullshit, get our ass out of bed in the morning to get in some movement because we know it's going to serve our future self, it makes setting ourselves up in other situations so much easier. And so, you know, I'm going to start talking a lot more about weight loss and dieting and our interactions with our bodies for that reason, because that is where I am going in my life. That is where I'm going in my career. I am accepting one-on-one clients now. I have the capacity to do so. I'm thrilled to be able to do that more in 2020. So, you know, what was me working with a handful of people over the course of a year is now hopefully going to be me working with a lot more people because I have the time in, in headspace to do so. But I like the one-on-one interaction because it's so different. It is so different for all of us. What is healthy for you may not be healthy for somebody else. It may be way too restrictive. And the difference is what we just talked about a minute ago, the energy behind it, the energy and intention behind what we are doing. And so going back to that first example, having the two people doing the exact same things and one is being really kind to themselves and the other is treating themselves like shit. How do we define the difference? Well, we can't. Only they can. And that is what I want you to start thinking about and what I want to talk about this week. How can you figure out what will work for you, what is in alignment with your potential, what is in alignment with your highest self, what is in alignment with you being kind to yourself, and What is way too strict, way too, you know, putting yourself in a cage? What is going to limit you? How is that going to look? We need to get that on paper. And then from there, we can start building and crafting a way to work with our physical being that is going to empower us to be really, and this isn't an overstatement. I mean this with every fiber of my being, to be absolutely everything we want to be in our lives. 
So last week, I gave you some homework. This is homework that I give to anybody who's worked with me in any capacity, be that one-on-one or in a group environment, and that is asking you to sit down with pen and paper and ask, how do you want to treat yourself? What is your goal? And more importantly, why is that goal important to you? And what do you think you are going to feel like when you reach that goal? And (laughs) a lot of self-questioning going on here. And what are the behaviors that you need to have that will allow you to reach, but more importantly, maintain that goal? So if you haven't done that, pause this episode immediately and go do that. If you're driving your car, make sure that when you get home today and you find yourself a little bit of time, because that's all you need. You don't need, you know, call your bullshit here. It's not like you need to clear your calendar for hours before you can accomplish this task. You don't. It will probably take you a strikingly short amount of time. And obviously, you can dig into answers. And if you want to, that's really, really great. But once you start opening the floodgates and asking yourself, why is this important to me? I guarantee you, you will be shocked at what comes out and how quickly it comes out. Your your intuition, your inner self, your highest self, it wants, it wants to see you thrive. And so it's going to be like, oh my goodness, she's giving me an opportunity to speak. Let's go. And so allow those things to just come out and don't judge them. Don't judge them at all. I've seen this a thousand times with women in the past where we play small, even when it's with ourselves. And so when I say, how will you feel when you accomplish that goal? I like people to write in present tense as if it's already happening. Uh, I, you know, instead of saying, I will feel like you will write, I am. So it's not, I, you know, when I reach my goal of body acceptance, when I reach my goal of feeling confident in my skin, when I reach my goal of feeling comfortable and capable of showing up in my life, when I reach my goal of being disciplined, because that's, you know, I'm getting off subject, but that's a goal that I wish more people had. I I wish people would be comfortable with the word discipline. I require myself to be disciplined. I think if you can create a life that is structured with discipline, what you will find is you've actually created a life that is full of freedom because discipline gives you freedom. However, and again, this is where this conversation gets sticky with diets. It needs to come from yourself. You're not being disciplined if you are avoiding all sugar and doing cardio a thousand days a week because that's in your program. That's bullshit. That is taking somebody else's rules and applying them to your life. You are shoving a square peg into a round hole and eventually that is going to fall apart and it's going to look ugly. And I'm also willing to bet if you're listening to this podcast, it has fallen apart and it has looked ugly. And that's why you're here. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. However, on the other side, Something I am incredibly disciplined with is I start my day with veggies. Are there exceptions to that? Yeah. If I'm like, you know, running to class or I'm running into a meeting or whatever, I need to run some errands. Will I have a protein shake instead? Yeah, absolutely. It's not like I'm like living and dying by these rules. However, if I have the ability to go to my kitchen or to pack something, which is more often than not, you know, bullshit caller, and start my day with vegetables and animal protein, I do so. Do I love it every single time? No, I don't, but I do it. And because I live within those self-placed discipline, disciplinary like rules, that's how I keep myself feeling good, it allows that to happen naturally. And so what happens in the morning when I'm going to make my food, I don't have to stand there and like worry about like, oh, well, what am I going to have? How many carbs are in this? How is this going to make me feel? No, no, no. I know it works for me. You know, I, I, I've I've played, I've experimented, which is something, you know, you will do as well. 
I know what works for my body. And so now my only job is to hold myself to it. So that does take discipline. But that discipline allows me freedom because then come later on in the evening when I decide, you know, fuck it, I just want to go get tacos. I want to get pizza. There is zero guilt. There is zero shame. And more importantly, I know I'm going to feel okay because I've covered my bases. I've started my day with an actual fuck ton of veggies, (laughs) right? I know that I have enough fiber in my system. I know I'm getting in my antioxidants. I know I am covering my bases. And so it clears up so much space for freedom in, you know, on the back end. And so back on subject, you know, why is it important to put this in the present tense? Because if we say something and it just feels completely off base, we will never believe it, right? That's why affirmations will not work. If I am affirming that I am bold and confident, but I am actually a timid wallflower, I'm not going to be able to make that jump. I am not going to believe it. That affirmation is going to do me absolutely no good. And so Framing that under, you know, a healthy goal of interacting with our physical being, if I were to write down, like, I weigh 130 pounds. Well, I don't. I actually don't know what I weigh right now, but I know I don't weigh 130 pounds anymore. Like, that's what happens when we go into weight loss programs with only a goal weight, is we tell ourselves something that we know is really outside of ourselves and that is going to be a lot of work and this is this is the big and and that we know intuitively we we're not willing to do the work to get there but more importantly we don't want to do the work to get there because that work would make us feel like shit. It would compromise how we want to show up in the world. It would require us to berate and belittle ourselves into you know rules and submissions that are just not good for our physical being. And so it's like we tend to think when we're going on diets with the weight loss goal that we're self-sabotaging ourselves because we're falling off of these diets. You know, I do so well for so long and then I self-sabotage. Everything goes to shit. Here's my hot take on self-sabotage in a situation like that. I don't think you're self-sabotaging. I think you're self-preserving, right? I think that is your highest self, your intuition coming in and swooping up your dumb ass because you have put yourself into a position that you cannot sustain And that if you were to sustain, would really harm you, right? It would damage your metabolism because you're not eating enough. It would, you're you're not eating enough of the things to make enzymes. So I see this all the time. Well, I would see this all the time. People would remove gluten, remove sugar, well, not sugar, remove beans, remove dairy from their diet, and then wonder why their stomach hurt so bad when a couple weeks later they started to eat it again. Well, (laughs) it's hurting so bad because you removed it from your diet and your body is a hell of a lot smarter than us sometimes and our bodies doesn't deal with things that are not there. And so it's no longer making the enzymes needed to break down said gluten or dairy or legumes. And so we think, oh my goodness, I I can't have these things ever again. No, no, no. You just, you did that to yourself. Like you did that to yourself and your body asking you for those things back in your diet wasn't you self-sabotaging. That was your body self-preserving and having, introducing those again before things got too bad, before things got too sticky. Reeling it back in to the subject at hand, because you know I like to go off on tangents just just a touch, just a little bit. Bless you for dealing with them and listening to them while I talk myself through it. But back to self-sabotage. Are there situations where we self-sabotage 
that are harmful to us. Yes, absolutely, 100%. However, I don't believe those happen when it comes to our food. I do not believe that is happening when it comes to our food. We self-sabotage in work. We self-sabotage in relationships. We self-sabotage with, you know, careers, like things like that. But when it comes to our bodies and what we put on our plates, we're not self-sabotaging. We're preserving because when we have sabotaged, which it's not, because what we are doing, if we look a little closer, is, is we'll realize, well... I haven't been eating enough or I've been eating way too strict or I've been telling myself I'm going to go on a diet because we self-sabotage in advance. We tell ourselves, we convince ourselves like, all right, January 1st, get my shit together, going to really clean it up, go on that cleanse. I'm going back to that diet. I'm going back to the Whole30. I'm going back to no alcohol. I'm going back to keto. I'm going back to whatever. And so I might as well eat the whole fucking kitchen. To make sure I have it out of my system, right? Or, oh, it's Sunday night. I already fucked up all weekend. Might as well eat a whole other pizza because I'm starting again Monday. So that is not self-sabotaging. That's your body basically like calling your bullshit and saying, like, do you understand how fucking stupid this is? <laughs> you know, like, and again, raising my hand from experience because I have done that so many times. Or on the inverse, we have... We're, we're on the program, we're doing the cleanse, we're doing the protocol, we're doing keto, we're doing Octavia, whatever the hell it is, and we're killing it for two weeks. And then we're not. We sniff a Twix, everything goes to shit. Before we know it, we're knee-deep in nachos and cheese sauce and white claws and gummy bears, and we're like, what the fuck happened? Oh my God, I self-sabotaged again. No, no, no. You didn't self-sabotage. You painted yourself into a corner, and your body is desperately trying to get you out of it. It is desperately trying to get you out of it. And so it starts throwing some grenades, and so you start paying attention, right? That is not self-sabotage, friends. That is preservation. And it is a huge warning flag that we are not paying attention to because when we are self-sabotaging, it's a signal. And instead of berating ourselves, belittling ourselves, telling ourselves everything that we have done wrong, what we should do is have a nice long talk with ourselves. And this is where, you know, I see this all the time when people work with me. They're like, what do you mean? No, I, I don't want you to get on the elliptical. I don't want you to get on your Peloton. I don't want you to go eat salads for a week to make up with this. What I want you to do is sit down with a little bit of time, only 10 minutes, like not a long period of time. Take a couple deep breaths, close your eyes, place your hand over your heart, place your other hand on your belly, breathe for a couple minutes, and then open your eyes and ask yourself, what happened? What happened? How did I find myself in this situation? Start putting the puzzle pieces together because once you start doing that, you're going to get a picture really, really quick. And in that picture, you will see all the ways that you were abusing and harming yourself. You will see all the things that you were doing that led you to that point, and that's where shit becomes two things. It can become a little upsetting because we realize, you know, we're, we're, we're the ones fucking our lives up. That's a hard pill to swallow. But it also becomes incredibly freeing because once we become aware of those triggers, once we become aware of what is happening when we have those moments, we realize we don't ever have to self-sabotage again. We don't ever have to self-sabotage again. And you guys, I'm not saying this as a flex. I'm saying this as a permission slip. I am saying this because this is available to you. I am somebody who struggled with binging for years, years. I'm 38 years old. I probably spent, I don't know, 
since I remember doing it as early as like eight years old. And that's not, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't bulimic at eight years old, but I remember binging at eight years old. I remember eating so much that I like felt physically sick at an incredibly young age. And, you know, I binged and purged for probably 20 years of my life. Like, and it fucking sucks to say that. But when people, and it's easy to like look at people like me. I understand my privilege here, guys. I understand my privilege. I know, I know what I look like, right? I know that most people, if you put me in a room with 100 people, probably 90 of them are going to go, she doesn't look need to lose weight. She's not big. And so it's easy for people to look at me and like discount the struggles I've had with my body. And rightfully so, because I have so much fucking privilege in this space, and I am very, very much aware of it. But that does not take away that I hated myself (laughs) for so many years. And I treated myself like complete and utter garbage. I did horrible things to my body that break my heart. I wish I could go back to that girl and just hug her and tell her I was sorry. And actually, that's kind of what I'm doing right now, sitting in my husband's closet talking to you all. I'm apologizing to myself. Like, I'm getting emotional thinking about it. Like, it is just so fucked up when you think about how we have been so wrong to our bodies. And we think about apologizing to anybody that we have harmed, but we never apologize to ourselves. You guys, I'm going to spend the rest of my life apologizing to myself because I will never hurt myself again. I will never do those things to myself again. I'm my body's shown up for me through thick and through thin, just like yours has. Your body has shown up for you for better or for worse, despite your bullshit. Like, we owe it an apology. And so, you know, back to my subject, let me clear up my teary eyes, which if you know me, you know what? Your girl does not cry. I do not fucking get upset. Like, so you know I am very passionate about this subject. But, you know, I I binged for years, for years I, and I, I labeled that as self-sabotaging. I know it wasn't now. It was preservation. It was warning flags that I was ignoring. I was not doing enough digging. I was not cleaning out my closets. I was just shoving shit away and away and away and away. And I allowed it to fuck me up for so many years. But I can't remember the last time I binged. I mean, I cannot remember the last time I binged. It has been so long since I have done that to my body. All through, and and this is even like through COVID, when I was watching my business fall apart, when I was watching my livelihood be threatened from me, our income just go to shit and like the level of stress that we were dealing with, I was okay. It was not fucking myself up. And it was so funny because in this time that should have been this dark time in my life of like stress and anxiety, which don't get me wrong, it was, but it was also like in a way, the happiest I've ever been because I realized somewhere around like, you know, May when I was like, okay, this is not going anywhere. We better get used to this. Like we need to make a plan. We need to start figuring shit out. But I also had this huge realization like, oh my God, if this would have been happening to me five years ago, I would have my finger down my throat every single night. I would be eating the kitchen every single night. I would be soothing and soothing and soothing, quieting and numbing, treating myself like shit. And I'm not. I'm okay. I'm sitting with it. I am dealing with it. I am facing it. I am not numbing myself. And like, holy fuck, you have no idea how proud that made me. And so, you know, back to the subject, it it is available to you. Like, people tend to think like they're just always going to have to deal with it. You're not. You're not going to have to deal with it if you are willing to look at what you assume is self-sabotaging is what it is. It's preservation. And it's a red flag going up. Well, that got very personal. And I was not intending on that. <laughs> and I want to say thank you for that. You know, my only goal here is to help 
you feel amazing, to help you thrive, to help you see your bullshit, own your bullshit, and get over your bullshit. But I would be lying to you if I didn't say that I was getting something out of this as well. Because coming on here, speaking my truth, putting my bullshit out there for the world to heal, to heal, to hear, has been incredibly healing. It has been incredibly healing. It's been incredibly freeing. And I just realized like the more I share with you, the more I'm coming to learn and understand myself and the more in control of my life I feel. So thank you for allowing me the space to do that. And and again, I can't say this enough. I pray that you are getting something useful out of this as well. It's funny, you know, when I do my manifesting, when I do my vision boards, whenever I'm writing something under a full moon or a new moon, I don't have specific goals in mind because I don't know what they are. I just write down over and over again. I am helping women everywhere feel amazing in their bodies. That is all I want to do. And the reason I am so passionate about that is because of my own experience. Because I know it wasn't until I was able to get over my bullshit to stop treating myself like a fucking asshole, to stop eating like shit on both extremes, the the horrible restrictive, I'm not eating that, I'm not eating that, too many calories, too much gluten, too much carbs, not doing that shit, and not doing the, okay, let me go through this drive through let me fill my car up with combos and Chex Mix, let me constantly be eating, you know, and, and just drinking and doing all these things too. And when I was able to stop those behaviors, to look myself in the mirror and say, what do you need? What do you need? How can I serve you? How can I work with you? How can we do this together in a way that allows us to feel amazing? Meaning my soul and my body, right? Because we are humans or we are souls having a human experience. Like when I was able to marry those things, everything in my life got better, right? And doors are opening for me now that I never would have even knocked on because I didn't believe myself worthy, of standing in front of them because I just constantly talked shit to myself. I constantly treated sh- like myself like shit. And that's how it feels when you're constantly telling yourself, I need to lose weight. I need to fit in these jeans. I need to tone it up a little bit. I need to, whatever your story may be, whatever your bullshit may be. I'm here to tell you that there's other options, that, that other things are available to you. And here's the thing. And like, this is where it gets so complicated in this space, and again, why I am, you know, 2022, I'm taking one-on-one clients. And so hit me up. Let's let's work together. Let's start getting on some calls. If you're local, we can be in person. If you're not local, that's cool too, because I've done basically, I've done all my coaching uh, up to this point, you know, via phone calls and Zoom. But let's, let's work together. And that's because a crazy things happen when you start working with your body, not trying to change it, not trying to force change on it, not trying to restrict it, but just working with your body. All these side effects start occurring, right? We start noticing our clothes are feeling better. We start noticing you're looking in the mirror and you're smiling. You're not avoiding your gaze. You're feeling more confident. You're zipping up your jeans with ease. Like all of these things are happening when you're not intending them to because they are side effects of being good to yourself. They are side effects of taking care of yourself. They are side effects of nourishing yourself. And holy fuck, friends, when you get to that place, does everything change? Everything changes when you realize like, oh my God, the way I treat myself does not need to feel painful. It does not need to feel hard. It does not need to make me feel like I am missing things in my life. It can create the biggest freedom I've ever had. It can create 
opportunities that I didn't know existed. And I can be this person that I always wanted to be. Like, it's all available to you. And it truly, again, for me, it starts with the way we nourish ourselves. It starts with the way we treat ourselves. And yeah, so we have a lot more to talk about here because we, like usual, got off subject. So I'm going to end this with two things. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm accepting one-on-one clients. I would love to work with you in some capacity in the upcoming year because, as you can see, it's something I'm extraordinarily passionate about and I just, yeah, I can't wait to deepen this and, and go even further into this. And um, we're going to do this again next week. I'm not going to put out a, a podcast during the Christmas week because that's a little crazy, but look for even more stuff on, you know, this whole body-related space in the following week and that first week in the new year, I'm going to promise we're going to stay on task that time. We're going to talk about actionable things. I We are going to really stay together. I'm going to actually look at my notes this time. I swear to God, guys. I swear to you. So anyway, we're going to cut it off. Appreciate you sincerely. Like sincerely, I, I wish I could see you right now and, and just say thank you for listening and for giving me your time and you know sharing energy with me. It means the world to me. I hope we get to connect soon and I will see you back next week.